All right, hello and welcome to the Conjecturing a Horrorish podcast. With me, we got Laura. Hello. And Greg. Hey, everybody. And I'm your host, Rob. How's everybody doing tonight? Great. <laughs> you, you guys are the worst when I... Doing, doing, good, doing good, Rob. Doing good. Doing good. Just chilling. Well, I thought Greg was going to answer, so I, I wasn't talking. <laughs> well, he introduced you first, Laura, then like ladies first. Oh, that's nice. Wow. Oh, chivalrous. Not like when you guys are in the vehicle together and Greg made you sit next to the chapter. <laughs> Greg. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's a totally different example. That's still man. Yeah. yeah. When, when Greg's on the open road, it's there's no rules. He's just whatever, making himself. Yeah, leave apart. your friendship at the door at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know then. Uh, yeah. So just, uh, just let everybody know we're remotely recording today. Uh, we've definitely had some travel, not even issues, but just uh, not being able to be together, viruses, things, uh, life situations. So we're you, probably- you can say coronavirus. You can say okay. it. Or I didn't know if we were allowed to say it. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know if it was like, yeah, I don't know if it was like Beetlejuice. Oh, you know, we can't say it a certain amount of times. Uh, we've already been all sick, so I don't know how we can get sick again. But uh, yeah, just letting everybody know the next probably couple episodes, we're going to be remote uh, recording. So if there's any audio issues, we apologize in advance but uh, we'll do the best we can hell yeah mm-hmm. okay cool cool all right uh so let's get to everybody's favorite segment i know laura is ready for this let me get the intro here what's in the gums <laughs> oh my god can we not uh, re-record that here? no never greg never gonna re-record it you know uh so let's start with laura because i know she's been patiently waiting okay. laura, what's yeah. in your cup okay uh I had a margarita in my cup, but um, it took us a little little bit to get going, so I drank it. Awkward. <laughs> um, so I've actually been making my second one, and uh, here we go. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. That actually kind of, if I like cut that a certain way, that sounds like the intro to Halloween. No. <laughs> yeah, that sounded actually pretty creepy. It yeah, like you were playing Yahtzee. <laughs> yup. Yeah. So I've got my mark, but you know, I have to have my backup drink, which is gonna be wine today. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Good, good. All right. All right, what are you what are you drinking, Greg? I did have a glass of freak show Cabernet Sauvignon, but now that is gone and I filled my cup with a special concoction. I have no idea what it is. It's about two parts. Vodka, two parts, uh, blackberry soda, two parts, lemon, and a little bit of mint. So call that what you like. It's delicious. That's what hmm. I'm drinking. That sounds Yummy. like a very interesting drink there, Greg. You don't you don't have like a name for it? Like Laura had the conjecturing uh, pod drink. What do you want to call yours? Oh, God. I can't, I can't even think of what it is. Let's just – I think it's – you know what? Let's just keep it unnamed. It doesn't deserve to be named until I can hmm. – uh, the drink that shall not be named. The drink that shall not be named. Okay, yes. good, good. I like it. Okay, all right. And I, I'm just drinking a. Uh, I got a Kirkland uh, sparkling water here that I fended off a crowd to get. Why uh, did you have to say Kirkland? Because I, I want to make reference to the insanity at Costco that is going on around the world. Oh my uh, God. I don't. I think I don't know if they're around the world, but uh, yeah, I you know went there just to get normal groceries, and there was literally people fighting for waters and hand sanitizer. I don't get the hand sanitizer thing. Don't they want other people to be clean? You know, it doesn't no, make sense. What, I do, what, what makes no sense is the toilet paper. 
why is everyone hoarding toilet paper? Do they think that there's no bathrooms when you have coronavirus? I'm confused. <laughs> is it spreadable by feces? Is that why? No, because China is like the primary exporter of paper, right? I don't know. And then aren't there manufacturing <laughs> supply chains shutting down? I have I don't know about this at all. No, I just, they think they're going to have explosive diarrhea. I, I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, why can't people buy toilet paper? Kirkland is definitely making bank from this. I, I can guarantee you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know they definitely stocked up on toilet paper and human centipedes. So they're probably okay there. Yeah. I fucking eat your guts. I feel so happy when I get to do it, and it's like it's in the conversation. I don't have to force it. You know, that was a good one. Actually, that was a good one. You know, uh, it's <laughs> oh, let me let me actually finish my drink. So I actually got sparkling water from Kirkland Lemon, and then I'm throwing in some uh, Maker's Mark uh, whiskey just to kind of give it a little bit of taste there. So that's what I'm drinking tonight. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Okay, so we all got our drinks. We're not together, but that's okay. We're we're all together in spirit. Yep. Hey, let's cheers in spirit. In spirit huh? with spirits. Okay. Cheers. Okay, cheers. Oh, mine mine had no noise because mine's an aluminum can. But okay, all right. <laughs> I'll edit it and post. It'll be fine, you know. Um, um, yeah. Uh, does anybody have any follow up from previous shows? Corrections? Uh, does Greg want to talk any more about Dominatrix Daddy? Anything I can like that? Speak no more about that. Mm-mm. No, you're not. You're putting it back in the closet. We'll put it back in the closet. Let it come out one day when it's ready to come out. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, Laura, do you got anything from previous shows? Anything? The only thing I have from a previous show, and my husband actually pointed this out, is that when we were playing the game of who we would be on the road trip with, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously Ellen Ripley was like an amazing answer. She's so badass. That's great. But it, if anyone who knows me really well had to guess, I. I would. I probably should have said The Rock because I am extremely <laughs> obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. And when my husband heard the question, he was like, "Oh, you said The Rock, right?" And I just was like, "Oh my god, I didn't!" And I felt horrible about it. And uh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, I am in love with you. I'm obsessed <laughs> with you, and you for sure are riding shotgun. And you've been in so many action movies that yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna beat the shit. We're gonna come out on the other end alive. So uh, she's highly offended, Sigourney okay. Weaver, with that comment right there. God, but I just love yeah. him. Who doesn't love, love The Rock, though? I, okay. I won't argue with you. I don't know. People think I'm crazy. Yeah, he's your he's your Justin Long. He's you know you're Justin <laughs> Long to me. So we each got our own. Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah. okay. Oh, I do have an update uh, from first intro to horror. My mm-hmm. sister uh, listened to the podcast and she mentioned that her first intro to horror was when my brother and I were watching the movie Ghost Ship in my grandmother's uh, <laughs> den, oh. and it was just us, and we didn't realize that she was watching it too. It was on a pull-out couch, and she kind of snuck in and crawled underneath the bed and just was like watching it from a, from a vantage point where we couldn't see her. And she mentioned that she saw the first scene where the wire snaps across the deck of the bridge and just cuts yeah. everybody in half, yeah. except for the little girl. So apparently to her, she said, LOL, that's when I knew I needed to see more scary shit. <laughs> I thought, oh, that, that gave you incentive <laughs> to watch more scary movies? It's very interesting. 
Oh, I thought the story was going in a completely mm-hmm. different direction. As soon as you said ghost ship, I got sick to my stomach because the only thing I remember about that movie is that intro scene with the wire and how it just like cuts everyone except for the little girl she's because short, she's right. too short. Right. Exactly. But and then at first you don't really get what just happened because everyone kind of pauses and nothing happens and then all of a sudden the the upper half of everyone's body just starts like sliding off. Oh God. I don't even remember where I saw that, but that is a terrible first movie she to watch. Was, oh we my were God. Little, so that means she was tiny. And I go, man, like what did I screw up as a brother for her to see that? But apparently she, I, that was I her think so. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Thanks uh, Greg's sister uh, for giving that information. That's really cool. That's cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nobody has anything else. That's it. All good. All right. All good, all good. Okay, all good in the hood. Okay, all right. Let's. Uh, all right. So let's. Uh, let's get to the movie we're discussing this week. So this week we're doing. Uh, this is my choice. To me, it's a redemption choice from last week's uh, people under the stairs. No. You know, uh, Greg, I know is is angry because he loved that movie, but um, not only am I trying to get a redemption this week, uh, I feel like I'm going to give Wes Craven a redemption. So I'm doing 1984's A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's my the that's original. My the OG, the OG Kruger. Oh, love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, I, I really just put it on my list and I wanted to choo- choose it because uh, I haven't seen it in so long. I wanted to see if it holds up. I wanted to see if it holds up to where, you know, I have a feeling for it. I know it scared me when I was younger. Uh, I just want to know if it holds up. And I know that's something we talked about in our first episode a lot of, you know, you know, where you are in your life, how your life changes, the older you are, you're going to have a different opinion of something you saw when you were 17. So I really just wanted to rewatch this movie and just kind of see how I felt about it. Uh, so we'll get into that a little bit later in, in the pod. Because um, you guys both had originally seen this probably the same time frame when you guys were younger. Go ahead, Greg. <laughs> oh I God. did see <laughs> a, a large portion of this movie when I was very small. I had to have been you know, younger than 10 years old. And, um, and it definitely disturbed me as a kid. So I was a little bit nervous watching, uh, going into this movie. So. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Laura? Um, I didn't see this until after my, you know, quote unquote intro to horror when I saw scream in sixth or seventh grade. Um, but I, I watched this right after, because after I'd seen scream, I I started with the classics. So, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th. Um, and then I want to say since then, I've probably seen this movie at least 10 times. I mean, I uh, if it's on TV around Halloween time, I'll watch it. Um, I think we've even, you know, downloaded it a couple times and watched it throughout the years. So, yeah, I've, I've seen it quite a bit. Oh, wow. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. like I said, yeah, I think when we actually get to the movie part of the uh, the pod here, I'm probably going to go to you first because I really want to hear what you guys think before I say what I think because I, I don't know. I, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, so, yeah. so mystery there, tonight. So, all right. So, before we get to the selected movie this week, it's time for our horrorish segment of the week. Uh, this week, our segment is going to be... <laughs> So this is going to be a question. Question. This is going to be a question. It's it's like half question, half game. I don't know whatever you want to call it. But uh, one thing I thought about uh, with this movie is how 
sexy it is. <laughs> what? No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, you can't see, you can't see my fingers, but I'm doing quotes. It's very it's a very sexual movie, you know. Like people are getting down in this movie. Oh, ooh. so I, I was trying to think of questions and stuff like that for this episode, and it made me think of a game I had thought about when we first started this podcast. It was a a game questiony, uh, the uh, fuck Mary kill game. Yes. Oh so I thought I thought it would be perfect Ugh. for this episode, you know. But I did want to retitle it. I'm I wanted so to. Happy. I wanted to retitle it. Okay, so our version, the conjecturing version of this game, the fuck Mary kill. So ours is called. Uh, our first one's called Screw. So we have screw. What? You know. <laughs> So we got screw, and then we got stay. Okay, so you, you screw, stay, oh. or slay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So we got so the so the, ga- the game where we titled it retitled it called screw, stay, or slay. So that's the that's the one we're going to be doing there. Rob, screw, stay, or slay. You, you know? are seriously so creative. This is great. Yeah, so I got a couple, got a couple different combos here. All you know, three people. Uh, you know, we'll kind of just go through them and see what you guys decide. Who you want to screw? <laughs> <laughs> who you want to, you know, stay with? You know, who you want to stay with there, and who you want to slay? <laughs> start. Let's start. Let's start. Okay, so the, for the first one, I wanted to do definitely classic. So we're going classic horror. Okay. So the three you got to choose from is Dracula, the Wolfman, and Frankenstein's monster. Ooh. So, so between those Ooh, three, who who are you gonna screw? Who are you gonna stay with? And who are you gonna slay? So this is for Greg too, right? Yeah, I ha- I mean, they're all males. What are you talking? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's all right. We're equal opportunity. We don't hold anything, you know. Uh, people, people do their own things. It's so cool. We all talk right, about our body. You go. So <laughs> okay, I'll go first because actually this one's kind of easy for me, actually. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna screw Wolfman. Okay. Wolfman. Yeah. Wolfman. I said it like Here's a last name. Weird. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to stay with Dracula. And I'm gonna slay Frankenstein's monster. Okay. You're, okay, so you're killing Frankenstein's monster. Oh, that's Make that up. <laughs> what, we can't just kill all three. No, Greg. That's not part of the game, Greg. Okay. You want me to go second? You want me to go second, Greg? You want oh, poor Greg. All right. Sure. Um yeah, Rob, go ahead. Let me go second. Okay, okay. I definitely uh, would not uh, stay with Dracula because it means he's, he's in the coffin all the time. You don't want to like marry the guy that's like never there. Nobody wants that, <laughs> you know. Uh, um, he's awake at night. He parties all night, dude. Oh, he parties all night. Yeah, oh, that's I didn't what think I'm about with him. Okay, I'm changing my answer. I'm gonna. Yeah, there I'm you gonna go. Screw, I'm gonna screw Dracula. Okay, all right, because we'll be going down all night. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> And uh, and then uh, let's see. I guess I gotta. Um, I guess I gotta stay with Wolfman. You know, I like dogs, so that'll be cool. You know, that's pretty similar there. And then uh, yeah, I guess I gotta slay. Oh man, I gotta slay Frankenstein's monster then. So, so he's so uh, far two for two yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. So sorry, Frankenstein. Oh my god, make it stop. Okay, I'm probably different than both of you guys. I'm gonna say you you screw Dracula. Vampires are pretty erotic in general, and even if you were 
even if you weren't into it, he would like glamour you, and you wouldn't even know any better. You would just, like, oh God, that's a true blood reference. Have a good time. Um, let's do the mm-hmm. Wolfman. Yeah, Wolfman. I'm gonna say mm-hmm. kill him. He's too risky. The first oh, time you get a full man, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Kill Wolfman. Okay. He's gonna transform mm-hmm. in and murder you. So you got to kill him before he gets to you. And then I, th- that leaves Frankenstein's monster. Mm-hmm. Wow. He's, a, he's, a, he's gonna be a good protector. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess of the three, he probably fits most easily into mm-hmm. like daytime social events. I guess he's. Does he? He, can act- he wears a nice blazer. Yeah, you, know, you can take him to functions. He looks the most human. He has. He's sensitive and he's emotional. He has. He's good, like marriage material. He actually cares about your feelings, and he can probably mm-hmm. live the right. life of a human. Boom. Right. Okay. Let's keep. Going I like here. it. I like it. I like it. Good job. Good job. Okay. Um. So let's do. Let's go to the next one now. We're definitely going to the. Oh, I mean, not not even the OG mon- the OG monsters here, but I would say the. the oh the, yeah. The, I know what exactly. Yeah, exactly. uh, the Mount Rushmore here of uh, uh, trilogies here. So we got Freddy, Jason, yeah. and Michael Myers. Yeah, so we got the trilogy there. You know, ooh, Freddy, wow, so Jason, Michael, Myers. Freddy, Jason, Michael Myers. Yeah, so we got the trilogy there. Oh the, well, I know who I'm playing, but I have to like decide between screw and stay. Shit. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Shit. Laura? You you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. You go first? Okay. All right, let's see. Um, yeah, I'm probably man, I'm probably gonna hmm, I'm probably gonna yeah, I'm probably gonna slay uh Jason. I don't think that guy's face and he's pretty tore up looking and I'm definitely not fucking him, I know that. You think you know? Jason's uh, more tore up looking than Freddy? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks about uh no it's okay we'll, we'll get into it we'll get into it no uh yeah, i'm definitely i'm killing jason the jason's off my list now uh i definitely say i'm probably gonna i'm probably gonna uh i'm gonna stay with mike i'm gonna stay with mike there i think he's a pretty all-around guy he probably can be a mechanic maybe or something like that you know i guess it's overall you know um he's definitely like you know he's, he goes at his own pace he does his own thing you know he won't like get in my business uh, so that's cool. And then uh, I definitely gotta, I gotta, you know, I gotta screw Freddy. I think the guy's oh, super Oh man, creative. you nasty. You gotta screw Freddy? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, he's creative, you know, he likes using devices. Ew, you nasty. He likes using devices. <laughs> you know, we both could wear matching sweaters. That'd be pretty cool. No. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's my choice. There you go. Who's next? I'll go. You go? Okay. All right. I'm going to screw Jason because I see it as like a one and done. <laughs> um, mm-hmm, okay. All, all right. right. Make it stop. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay with Michael Myers because he's my favorite. So we're going to get married. Oh, okay. You and, Michael, you and Michael getting married together. Wow. Yep. Are you going to make him wear like a white jumpsuit at least? No. No? He's just giving me the blue, blue so coveralls? Does he have to take off his mask at the altar? No, he's got the mask and the coveralls, and he just has a little eh, extra bow tie. That's it. <laughs> a bow tie. <laughs> and then I'm gonna I'm gonna slay Freddy because he's nasty. Ew. Oh man, can't believe we're doing that to my boy. Dang, it's not that. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna That's right. That's I'm gonna me. jump on that wagon and say I gotta kill Freddy too. I mean, in the movie, oh, he's goodness. a child killer. That's a done deal. He, he's he's dead. Um. Mm-hmm. 
Oh man, I forgot about that. Maybe I need to change my answer. Jason and Michael Myers. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna marry. I guess Jason. He's the. He's like a tall dude. He's probably good around the house. He can. <laughs> he can replace light bulbs. He can probably do that. Do you know that he's taller than Michael Myers? I think it's Michael Myers is he? Is he? Well, Michael, Michael yeah, Myers. Good. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say. Screw. He's like. He's dark and brooding. He's like a. He's got like that football player physique. Oh my uh, god! You know, and, and of the three, I can imagine him more of like a human, like a a person than anybody else. So that's my third mm-hmm. pick. Uh, so let's get to the last one here. Uh, so I definitely, you know, wanted to go equal opportunity. So I got three ladies to end Thank with you. here. Yes. So, uh, you know, so our th- our last choice here, we got Ellen Ripley from Aliens, of course. Yeah. We got uh, Laurie Strode from Halloween. Yeah. And we got Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. Ooh. Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> no, not a fan, Laura. Oh my goodness. What the easy. This is the easiest one. Why? Is she too meek for you? Yeah, I can go yeah. first. This is easy. Okay, you go first, Laura. Okay. I'm going to screw Laurie Strode. Right? Okay. All right. Sure. You and Laurie Strode. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, she's like young and doesn't really know what's going on. And <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay with Ellen Ripley because you know who you're staying with. You're screwing on the leg. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Wait, let me let me do a combo. Okay, combo here. Yeah. Screwing and wedding bells. Okay, good. Okay. There you go. All right. Oh my god, I can't stop them. Okay, all right. And then slaying Clarice, because nah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Oh man. No, she's okay. alright, but just it's not mm-hmm. my favorite. Okay, I gotta go second on this one because mm-hmm. I actually agree with all three of those, Laura. Really? Boom. Okay. Yeah, Ellen Ellen Ripley, she could Definitely maintain a, a solid household. <laughs> I mean, imagine if you had like pests, you, if you had rats, or, like roaches or something, she would. Oh, yeah, she gets out the blowtorch. She would yeah. bl- mess things up to make sure that your house was good. Um, I, I don't know whether to be mad at you or like cheer. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, not to be like a, I don't know. She just seems like she can hold things down in, oh, in the home, gosh. which is what you're thinking about. Yeah. Marriage material. Um, Okay, and then you said the second one was the girl from Halloween. Back in the day, in that movie, I mean, she was she was cute. She was good looking. She kind of had like a a wholesome yeah. demeanor. She was like an introvert, and she was not, like you said, she was like I don't know. She also deserves not to have someone kill her for once. Oh, oh my god! Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't kill her. I'm gonna have to kill Clarice because mm-hmm. I, don't know, I really wasn't with like the. <laughs> That, that that country accent kind of bugged me. I don't know if um if I would have to like pick up on that. Uh, she was an FBI agent. Um, she's probably never home. She's gonna get killed one of these days chasing after these mm-hmm. serial murderers. So the fact that she may not even be there for my kids, uh, she's not married material. I'm gonna have to get rid of her. No. So wow. Laura, good good picks. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's on me now. I'm gonna try to change it up. Then I'm gonna so I'm gonna marry Clarice. I'm gonna marry Clarice. I think she has the best career option. She can support what? me. She can support me. She makes the most money. So I like that. I don't need to work. I can just podcast for a living. Uh, <laughs> so I, I like that. You know, I like that option. <laughs> just my dream. You know. Uh, and then, uh, man, between killing, 
and or screwing Ellen Ripley or Laurie Strode. Man, I, I gotta say, I, I gotta go with a, a screwing uh, Ellen Ripley. Then she's been in space. She's seen some freaky stuff. Yeah, she probably, she, she probably knows some stuff that I don't even know. And uh, so that, that'd be pretty sweet. And uh, so going to space makes you freaky. Well, I'd say she's seen some things. You know, she's seen some stuff out there. I don't even can't even imagine. You know, she could like, you know, be like, let's do the Prometheus. And I'm like, all right, you know, let's do that. You know, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, all right, put me in a chair. And I sit there, I guess, apparently, I don't know. So then I guess, yeah, I guess the, yeah, then I'm killing uh Laurie Strode. Sadly, uh, you get killed again. So sorry, you know, Oh, that's so sad. That yeah, sorry. Sad. sorry, you know, but that's, that has to be the choices. So. Fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was yeah. really well done. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Yes, you uh, listeners, you guys can let us know what your, what your, uh, who who would you choose in those situations? Who would you, who would you screw? Who would you stay? And who would you slay? You know, I thought it'd be a little confusing. I know there's like the thing like slay that ass. So I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I was like, oh, but it's okay. It worked out. It's okay. You know, uh, yeah. So listeners, you can hit us up an email at con- uh, conjecturingpod at gmail. Or on Twitter and Instagram at ConjecturingPod. And, you know, just kind of let us know, you know, where you would you go. All right. Now it's time to slide on in to our feature movie. No. Get to slide it on in there. Yeah. Yeah, So we're doing A Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984, Nightmare on Elm Street. Wes Craven here, writer, director, uh, trying to make up from people under the stairs. Uh, (laughs) Um. This definitely had an R rating, and like we talked before, this is a this is a damn sexy movie. You know, there's a lot of sex going on in this movie. Whether you know, the Johnny Depp had to listen to them having sex, which is funny. Um, yeah, so this one, uh, the budget for this movie was 1.8 million. This box office was 57, so it made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we Especially can get back then 50 something million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I have, have a, a uh, fun fact about that. Um, okay. So this came from New Line Cinema. I read that this movie actually saved New Line Cinema from bankruptcy. And that is why the studio got the nickname, The House That Freddie Built. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple like interesting things about the movie too, before we like really get into kind of our take on it. You know, I mean, this movie is, is such a, a, such a, whatever you want to call it, you know, not even like a cult classic, but just like it's a so classic. There's a yeah. lot of information on right. this movie. You know, there's so many things going deep into detail. But was, I just pulled up a couple that were really interesting. Yeah, there's there's things that you know Craven has stated about the movie that you know Freddie himself stands for for the for the worst of parenthood and adulthood. Oh you know, shit! Kind of like the dirty old man, the nasty father, and the adult who wants children to die rather than help them prosper. Um, just saying that he's he's the boogeyman and the worst fear of children. You know the the adult that that's out to get them. You know, so it's just kind of like that. And mm-hmm. there was another um, Craven thing that said that that uh, Craven, you know, his own adolescent experience led him to name Freddy Krueger because he was bullied by a kid when he was small named Fred Krueger. That's so sad. I thought that was really interesting being like, oh, yeah. damn. So he named Krueger after his childhood bully. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, you know? That's crazy. There might be like a, you know, like a uh, whatever, a descendant of Fred Krueger out there being like, oh, shit. You know, like, wow. that's not my grandfather, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing I found interesting was like Craven said that he chose the red and green sweater colors uh, after reading an article in the Scientific America that said the two colors were the most clashing colors to the human retina. 
Kashi. Yes. You know, which is so interesting, you know? It is true. It's it's hard to look yeah. at. It, it's like, uh, it's not even red and it's not even green. It's sort of like a brick red and a, a mossy type green. And like, yes. Yeah. No, I read the same thing. And, and the scientific, uh, the oh. article that he read basically said that it's subliminally unsettling. Yeah. And so that's why he chose it. Because he was like, oh, good. You're going to feel unsettled seeing this guy. And you're not even going to really know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the only other thing I read that I found really interesting was the fact that I guess this whole idea of you know like somebody invading your dreams and killing you is actually based on uh, an article he read in the Los Angeles Times in the 1970s, and that was about like South, uh, Southeast Asian refugees who suffered disturbing nightmares and refused to sleep. You know, so the some of, some of the men died in their sleep because they they couldn't like fall asleep or they were having too bad of nightmares. So Dude, that's, that's crazy. That's scary. Yeah, you know, and I was like, "Holy shit!" You know. So they based he partially based the idea on people who, in real life, died in their sleep because of their nightmares. Yeah, or like yeah, the people they they really like couldn't go to sleep because they were either too afraid or literally you know insomnia. And eventually, just eventually, if you don't sleep, you're gonna your body's gonna start shutting down. So oh that's where he got God. like a basis of this idea from an article. You know, so it's so partially like, based shit, in like a real life. Like scientific mm-hmm. condition, right? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Do we know how many days you can actually go without sleep? Because in the movie, I mean, again, this was the eighties, but uh, Nancy references like eleven days is the longest, and she was on yeah. like ten. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I haven't looked that up yet. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It says that um, it even in two thousand eighteen, the longest recorded time without sleep is just over 11 consecutive days. So oh. insane. But 11 after, days? After three or four nights without sleep, you start to hallucinate. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So that's- I actually went like 70 hours without sleep one time because I was working a lot, and it was like leading up to watching the Star Wars, like the the that little special where you, sh- you watch all seven movies in the movie theater. And as far as hallucinations, I didn't have hallucinations, but you do feel like a little bit of an out-of-body experience. It's weird. And that was like probably three days of no sleep. I don't know about 11. That's insane to me, though. That's crazy. You didn't see Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Thank God not. I Oh, man. I have a horrible past with, with this movie. <laughs> no, no. And it so scared you. I can tell. That's, uh, that's funny. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get into the movie then. You know, Greg's already scared. So let's get into the movie. <laughs> Yeah, so Laura, do you want to give a synopsis? Oh, yes, I do. Um, there are four teenagers, and they're all having the same nightmare about the scary man who is burned, has a red and green dirty striped sweater, and has like these knife gloves as fingers. And um, they start to realize that uh, this creature in their dreams can actually kill them when they're asleep through their nightmares. Um, And so the movie is Nancy, our protagonist trying to figure out why. And uh, yeah, basically Freddy Krueger is our, is our villain and he's, he's out for revenge, but we just don't know why. Mm -hmm. Good synopsis. Good synopsis. You know, are you, are you scared, Greg? Do you feel chills? I don't feel chills now. After watching the movie, I feel a little bit better because it wasn't as bad as watching it. We know when I was a tiny Mm -hmm. lad, but um. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's get into the movie a little bit. Uh, who wants to start here kind of with a little bit of about the movie? What do you guys think? Greg, why don't you start? 
Yeah, Greg, you can go first. What do you oh think? Oh my god, you want me to tell you about the movie? <laughs> no, not like a synopsis. Just like you know, what do you? What You're did fine. you feel? Like, okay, like, let me give, let me give you my thoughts on this movie. When I I saw this movie when I at least a good portion of it when I was probably eight or nine years old, and I remember being in my parents' room on a Saturday afternoon, and it was on TV. It was like on your basic channel TV. They would never do that nowadays, but back then it was the Wild West. They show this on just normal TV at one o'clock in the afternoon. And I remember Greg, they show this movie all the time. It's been on TV for decades. You mean they still do? You have to cut out a lot of stuff, don't they? Oh no. Not if it's on like FX or you know. I would have thought that like in today's culture it would be screened and like edited so much to where it doesn't even resemble anything remotely close to the original content. So you're saying that even today in, in 2020, they show front to back the movie as it was made. Yeah. Wow. Was crazy. Anyway, I remember the scene where the, the, it was something to do with like, you know, they were in the boiler room and he, Freddie was chasing the girl and I was just so terrified. I really could not process anything. So when I think about this movie, I was a little bit concerned to even watch it because I decided at an early age not to even watch the sequels because it it definitely was one of those movies where I could not handle um, for whatever reason. I just, I didn't like the idea of, and even when I was young, I was able to pick up on like the terrorizing notion of being haunted in your dreams and you not being able to control it. So that carried on into my teenage years and young adult years. So I definitely didn't want to watch any of the sequels. So I was like, this is a field of horror I'm just going to stay away from and consume it from a distance. So when I rewatched this, it was like with some trepidation. (laughs) I watched it probably yesterday and to, much to my surprise when i got to the end of it i really liked this movie i thought as a traditional horror movie it was good i mean um yeah. does it scare you check does it have haunting imagery check does it have a deeper meaning to it check it was just from the the first scene toward the end it was just very iconic and there's a lot of uh, different meanings to it so yeah, I just mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed this movie. I would give it. I don't know what it was rated. Maybe Rob, you can explain what how it's been rated on Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. But um, yeah, I just give it very high marks. Yeah, I think the ratings definitely were high. You had a an audience score of eighty three percent and a critic score of ninety four percent. So definitely high ratings. Um, like we said before, it's it's a classic. Yeah, for for me, it was definitely. It was a little, it's hard to, it's like I had to go in and kind of tell myself, like, this is from the 90s. Like, can't, like, try to compare it to modern stuff right now. No. It's just, it's hard not to, you know, like I did with people under the stairs, like being like, this is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. Um, so I tried not to do that with this one. I mean, there's definitely things in this movie that that are creepy. Um, but it was, you know, definitely the acting was not great you know the the main girl was probably the worst actress in the movie which kind (laughs) of kind of threw me off of it well maybe not the mom was pretty bad um dude can i just cut in and tell you that Mm -hmm. um jennifer gray so she is from dirty dancing demi Mm -hmm. moore 
and Courtney Cox were all considered for this role and this one oh, really? got it over <clears throat> them. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Right? Man. Well, oh, they made the wrong choice there. Okay. All right, you know. But it was the eighties. See, I know. I I definitely was wondering about this since you didn't really like watch a lot of horror growing up Mm -hmm. or whatever. I wondered if you wouldn't do what Greg and I kind of do, where which is like we give it a pass. It's like this was an eighties movie, you know. I think this is why there's so many movies that are highly rated in like the fifties and sixties. And when you look at them, you, you get kind of like bored or you go, I've seen this before, but in reality, you need to score it on a different scale. A lot of those movies were the pioneers of what they were attempting to do, whether it was, you know, psycho silence of the lambs, Hmm. you know, so you have to really look at it through different eyes. So this was one of those where you go, a lot of the things that they were doing, I, I mean, even Freddie himself seemed like, if he, it seemed like he was the start of a very particular type of character that a lot of other movies tried to uh, copy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not co- like you know, copy is a harsh word, but copy or imitate or you know, just borrow the the iconography of of what Freddy was. So I, yeah, like I, I agree with you, Laura. I, I think I was trying to look at it from a Despite all the, you know, they didn't use CGI too much. It was all like handmade effects. When you go back and you watch, you know, when you watch this movie, there's a lot of things that they did that was so original mm-hmm. that it was, I, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Yeah. Was- yeah. Yeah. As as much as I say, like, definitely the acting was not great. Like, I didn't let it ruin the movie for me. I was just like, accepted it. Being like, all right, it is what it's going to be. You know, like, uh, you know, that I didn't want to do that because I would just ruin everything. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it was just something I noticed that. You know, that I jotted down. I also just put that they were fucking young. Like, the main girl looks like she's like a young kid, you know? So she's not going to be a seasoned of an actress. That was weird. I thought they were probably, like, seniors in high school. So maybe 17, 18. And then at one Mm. scene, I think when the first girl dies, Tina, they're like, oh, she was 15 years old. I was like, excuse me? No. (laughs) Not even in the slightest. They're like older. (laughs) They're like freshmen in high school? I mean, it was ridiculous. But that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, like but, what Greg Okay, just what you were saying though. Um or no, maybe what Greg was saying, I can't remember, but just just remember that Freddie actually came last. So Michael Myers came first. Halloween came out in 1978. Hmm. And Friday yeah. the 13th came out in 1980. In this movie, the original Nightmare on hmm. Elm Street came out in 1986. So oh, that's really interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like you can't really say it paved way for all of those type of characters because it was actually last. I think what for me is the imagery, like a lot of the things and the special effects that they had in this movie, mm-hmm. they did yeah. not have in Halloween and Friday the 13th. Like scenes where, you know, they're up against the wall and on the ceiling like that. Yeah. You did not see that in Halloween or Friday the 13th. So. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, that's most of my notes here. Just the practical effects they were using or oh, practical yeah. ways they were doing things were yep. so cool. And I know that has to do with the fact that just they didn't have CGI back then. Right. They, you ha- they had to figure it out. And just, man, yeah, the the one where, you know, it's like uh, above her bed and then like the he's like coming through the wall and it's like stretching. Yeah. That, that yeah. stuff is so cool. Because like if they did that nowadays, it would be a CGI effect. Yeah. yeah. You know? And and just like knowing that that's real was so cool, or it was very just, subtle too. It wasn't too mm-hmm. much. It was like you, you you know you see a shot of her sleeping in her bed, and then the wall come uh, starts from this like static 
just normal wall and then something sort of pushes through and it doesn't do too much it just gives you enough to think that okay there's something Mm -hmm. here and it wasn't overdone it was just creepy and subtle enough i love Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah and then just like you were talking about laura when you know the the tina girl right is that the first girl that dies right tina when she's like you know on the ceiling and stuff like that is like crazy to think that like you know how they like literally build a whole set upside down so she can be on the floor but flip the camera you know it's just so So, cool is that how they did that yes yeah so Mm -hmm. the scene with depp when he's on i know this is going you know later in the movie but johnny depp scene where he's on the bed and he gets sucked in and the blood comes out Mm -hmm. that was a that was a set that was completely flipped so the bed was on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and the blood came out and they Mm -hmm. just flipped it and that got that awesome effect of the blood just like you know the way it's hitting the ceiling because that yeah. thing was flipped mm-hmm. and it was upside down. It's actually falling. Yeah. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I think there's even one part in when they're doing that where they reverse the where they reverse the actual film and it's like sucking it back through yeah. for one shot. And I was like, oh, that's freaking cool the way they do that. You know, yes, yeah, so like I said, just all the practical effects are yeah. so good in this movie, and like it's, it makes it feel more real than anything of CGI. It so does. It it a does. little. Yeah. It made it more creepy. Yeah. yeah. It, made it made it more scary. Totally. You know. I mean, for me, the thing that probably creeped me out the most was the the scene. I think it's towards the beginning where she first sees Freddy, and he's like in that long, which is like a like a not a hall, not a driveway like an alley, like an alleyway, yeah. and his arms are really long and yeah. they're moving all yeah. frunky. Oh, remember, Laura? We talked about I have a thing with like body manipulation. Oh, that's funny because that was probably the scene where I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> oh. No, no, Rob, I'm with you. That got to me yeah, he was slender man in that moment yeah i don't like that stuff i was like oh shit because i was like that's like pretty quickly into the movie and i was like fuck you know like god damn you yeah 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 so people who haven't seen it that's just like he, he freddie is like walking through an alley toward the protagonist uh girl she who's just she's just walking out of her property looking down the street to see what's going on and she sees a silhouette of freddie you know he's kind of this like lanky guy who's walking with a limp who's got a hat and his arms are like 30 feet wide and they're scraping the size of the alley it's so creepy you, you thought that was corny uh laura um i i will tell you this there are so many like scenes or imagery of this film that i think are amazing mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. like having accordion arms, that doesn't do it for me. Accordion oh, <laughs> arms? They are accordion Like, yeah. if I imagine accordion mm-hmm. arm, you know? It's just dumb. Man, I wish I would have thought of being like, oh, they're just accordion arms, Rob. Don't get me scared. Too, right? But I was scared, yeah. Mm-hmm. Way, there are way more scenes in this film that are like, oh, shit. Like, this is crazy. Okay, call one out, Laura, because I, I really didn't feel like there was a lot, though. There was, like, gross things, but not, like, creepy well i definitely didn't like the gross things like there were there were a couple scenes where he there was one scene where he cuts off his fingers on purpose and like Mm -hmm. a yellow juice squirts out it's like okay all right yeah Yeah, and he says something like look at this and he doesn't and also a scene where he like cuts his abdomen and like but mm-hmm, that's yeah. come out like it's like maggots and stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty nasty i think i'm just thinking of like the scenes oh, like we already mentioned where tina is being flopped around on the ceiling you know oh, okay 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 or mm-hmm. actually really everything with tina all the scenes where nancy kind of falls asleep and sees her in the body bag and then she's gonna oh okay okay or mm-hmm. with the blood and like 
obviously you can't see Freddie, so her legs are in the air and she's getting dragged. Mm-hmm. Uh, those scenes, yeah. I feel like for 1986, that's mm-hmm. pretty fucking amazing. I mean, that was that was enough to, I think, warrant the rating that this movie got and why that first one is such a classic. Yeah. Uh, can I just jump in real quick and say that a lot of people who are listening to this and who have not watched this movie in a long time or who've not seen it at all are wondering, like, what the hell are they talking yeah. about? I, I just want to point out the fact that what what we're all talking about is this idea that when these teenagers are falling asleep um, – Freddy, who is this uh, demon, and you know they explain his backstory in the movie. He haunts their dreams, and he he does something to these kids to where they don't know whether or not what they're experiencing is is real or not. So it's almost like when he haunts their their dreams, their dreams are often they often take place in um, exactly where they're sleeping, whether it's like their bed or their, or their classroom or wherever they fall asleep. So that's really the, the, the scary part. It's like wherever you are in, in, in the exact place that you are could not, might possibly not be real. And you could be terrorized in that very moment. Right guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's an amazing segue because that's why I think this movie is so scary. Uh, I mean, to, to be able to like, every time you fall asleep, Freddy's there and then can kill you, can kill you in your dreams. That is so horrifying. And I almost feel like in the movie towards the end, when she's able to pull him into real life, mm-hmm. that's when he is no longer that scary. But did she? Well, oh, well <laughs> but I think it's safe to say that she did pull him into reality. She, she did. She set out for that. She was able to do it. And then once he was there, that's why he kept getting hurt left and right. Because she pulled him in and was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I got booby traps and it's like home alone. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought too. Again, I'm like, oh my God, Wes Craven, you you love booby traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he fucking loves booby traps. It's oh, did you guys notice the other thing he loved that they did in People Under the Stairs? No? You guys didn't notice it? It made her hair go gray? Oh yeah! Oh, right. I yeah. Know I thought it was like fucking Wes Craven. You love making people's hair grow gray. What the hell? Okay, I feel like Greg and I are on the same page, mm. and Rob is not. <laughs> so I'm very excited to hear Rob's thoughts. I'm actually going to mm-hmm. pour myself another glass. Of okay, wine. You pour yourself okay. another glass of wine. Okay, all right. Um, no, I mean, uh, for me, I first wanted to talk about like, did did Tina have sex in her mom's bed? Is that what happened? Right? Yes. Oh, gross. Nasty. Yeah, because Nancy was in her bed. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised that you noticed that. I, okay. I thought I was just weird. Such a nuanced that. observation. I wasn't even thinking about that. It's, it's Tina right there. Tina, stop it. Jeez, <laughs> Tina. Gross. You're disgusting, Tina. How dare you do that in your mom's bed? You know? Um, yeah, I mean, overall, this movie, like I said, the, the, to me, the first half was pretty creepy, you know, a lot of good practical effects I thought were really cool. Um, I don't know, towards, towards the middle and even some of the end, I was kind of just like, all right, you know, it's getting hokey when he starts doing the home alone stuff again. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) You know? And I get, yeah. it's like, you can't like be, you can't compare it to what modern, you know, cinema's doing now or whatever, you know, but it's just like, oh my God, like a sledgehammer hit, hit Freddy Krueger. Like, come on. Wait, Rob, I have a question though. So you have seen this before, right? Yeah, definitely. I think when I was probably whatever, 17, 18, when I started watching horror movies again, cause I thought I was, you know, not scared. See, I'm trying to figure out how you missed the whole, this is a classic. Like, this is, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely enjoyed watching this movie. Not like people under the stairs, where I was just like fucking stupid. Why did you, you enjoy know? this movie and not that one? Because there's not like a dominatrix daddy in it, and there's not like. Greg, do you like people under the stairs more than Nightmare on Elm Street? <laughs> no, this one was better. Oh, I was like, uh, barely, probably. Gre- Greg's like barely better. Like, no, they're, they're different. I, I'm not even going to talk about the movie because we already spent in the podcast episode talking about it. But that one was like charming in its own right. This one, was, this one was more of an, an iconic, straight up horror movie that I thought was just great. Yeah, this they're on different, like almost grading levels to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. There, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I definitely I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed watching it. It really didn't like creep me out, other than like the you know the body manipulation scene. But like, I went to sleep. I watched this one late at night. You know, I watched it late at night. I was a little worried to watch it late at night, but I had to. And I was worried that I was gonna like you know not sleep well or you know be like a Mothman prophecies and I'm gonna fucking like a like a weird hat's gonna fly onto my balcony or something like that, <laughs> you know. Um, but nothing happened, you know. Everything was cool and I slept perfectly fine, so like it didn't bother me at all. So that's one thing I was kind of bummed about. I really was. I was. I wanted to be a little unnerved, you know. I wanted that, and this just didn't. Still didn't do it for me though, you know. I think you're too well, old. It's too old. <laughs> too old. Yeah. It's too old. And that's, that's what I was worried about. Like, I have the nostalgia factor with this movie. So, uh, and I, we've already talked about this on so many different episodes, how that already skews your opinion. Yeah. I mean, this has the nostalgia factor. So it's like, I love it, you know, mm-hmm. and I am not looking at it as like a first timer watching this movie in 2020 and seeing if it holds up and if it's actually a good movie. Mm. It, matter it's like i already have this opinion yeah it's not gonna be too far from that i guess so i guess i was just maybe i was expecting still like a little bit more you know like we talked about in mothman how like i didn't want to look at the screen at some points because i was like didn't want to see what was coming and i didn't feel like that at all during this movie and maybe this movie's not really like meant to do that it's just completely showing you everything right away so it doesn't do that at all you know it's more like gore based and like oh gross you know like that's a gross thing yeah i did like the scene where like uh the phone scene where like and then his tongue comes out of the phone <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty Nasty. funny i yeah. thought that was pretty funny yeah, yeah. Dude, i have so much to say about this movie but what i what i want to say real quick about what you just said so i i love halloween i've already talked about that and that's another cult classic or classic whatever you want to say and the difference between halloween and, the, and this film is like this movie definitely has more the imagery, the gore, the blood, the special effects, whatever. And Halloween doesn't really have that. Halloween has like no gore, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why I love Halloween, minus the music, that's a whole other thing, is the anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like he mm-hmm. walks very slowly. Yeah. And everyone else is running and yet he still catches up and it's just like a slow burn and it's anxiety and it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? So when you were saying like this movie just kind of gives it to you, mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And that is actually why I still love this movie because it's a classic. I think mm-hmm. it's great, but this is why it's not my favorite classic mm-hmm. and why Halloween still like uh, surpasses that is because of that anxiety factor. 
No, I get that. I get that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like, I don't, I was expecting more of that in this and I didn't get it. I don't know if that's, you know, this is just the first movie and maybe the second movie deals into that more. No, this one's the best one out of all of them. Really? Wow, that's crazy. (laughs) But I got so much anxiety from just the notion that you're, you're very much stuck in a, you know, between a rock and a hard place. It's like either you stay up as long as you can, which you know, at ultimately at some point you can't. I don't know if you guys have ever had to be in a situation where you had to stay up um, and you couldn't fall asleep. Like I, I've done that when you're driving home yeah, from somewhere. Called, and you, a, called a newborn. A newborn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God. God. Yeah, exactly. And your your mind feels twisted. You don't feel yourself. And but yet you have to be up. It's torture. And then yet in this movie, the proposition is it's either that or you fall asleep and Freddy gets to you. So it's really a no-win situation. You didn't. You didn't think that that setup gives you enough anxiety, the fact that you're basically being tortured between, you know, two evil outcomes? No, it didn't give me anxiety. I just thought it was really fucking cool. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really, like, ever put myself into the movie. You know, I wasn't like, oh, you know, what would... If that happened to me, you know, what would I... How would I feel? Mm -hmm. I was just watching the movie and reacting to the movie Mm -hmm. itself. Okay. Not not like, you know, like, oh, crap, what am I going to do if I have to dream or whatever? Well, you can know? you guys explain who Freddy is for people who maybe just decide, I'm not even going to watch this movie? Well, this is like a... <laughs> I know we do spoilers, okay. but like, why not? Like, I, for me... This is yeah. like a spoiler on multiple levels, though. Okay, okay. spoiler warning, yeah. If you, if you, we're going to pretty much tell you, like, who Freddy is, you know, the reveal. The reveal... Oh. Is that he killed like 20 children in the neighborhood. And so a bunch of parents who were concerned, um, he went to trial and there was like evidence not in the right spot and he ended up getting off. Huh. Common thing. Whatever. And uh, don't get me started. And so the parents took it upon themselves. They followed him. Um, they followed him into the boiler room where he had conducted some of the murders of the other children in the neighborhood and they, you know, poured a bunch of gasoline around it and set it on fire. And that is actually why Freddie has all the burns on his face and his body. But it's funny because this movie to me, it's so clear that he didn't murder them. What? He, really? No, 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 no. Let me finish. Oh. He didn't murder them. He molested them. And uh I thought that was so clear. What made you think that was clear, though? Just let me. Okay. I thought that was so clear. And then you find out he murdered them. And then you find out that Wes Craven actually intended for the storyline to be that he molested them. Yeah. Yeah. They later had to change it. Mm-hmm. to that killed them because there were unfortunately some child molestations that mm-hmm. had happened in like yeah. Southern California. Well, one, so there are nine nightmare on Elm streets, like total, right? Oh my God. That, that includes Freddie versus Jason. Oh, the, like one that. of the, one of the more recent ones, uh, like the last one that ever came out on nightmare on Elm street where Rooney Mara plays Nancy. I don't know if you guys are talking about the remake. Yeah. It's what, it's like the very last one. It's the mm-hmm. remake. Well, yeah. So they go back to that original storyline and he molests them. Mm. And the storyline makes so much more sense when that happens. Mm. And I feel like in the movie, it's clear about that in one scene. 
the scene where Nancy has no idea that this guy exists, right? She does not know about the murders, yet she's in her bathtub singing the song that Freddie made up. The mm-hmm. one, two, Freddie's coming for you. Mm-hmm. Why does she know that song? She knows it because she was a kid in the preschool and he was there and he molested mm-hmm. all those kids. That just that- showed you that that's where the movie was heading and then they had to change it. Is that true though? Did they it reveal is- that later on in anything? Wes Craven said in multiple articles. That, that she was a little girl Freddie- at the place he was molesting people? Yes, really? That, oh, wow. that- Freddie was a molester, and that's why the parents went and killed him. Mm-hmm. So he didn't kill or yeah. actually murder any kids, or well, I think he molested a man. Uh, that's even he worse. Yeah. Oh really? Like, oh. Wow. He molested Nancy and Tina. And so then, why was like, he after the? Ki- why was he after these teenagers in their dreams, and not after their parents? If they're the ones that, that like burned him down and killed him. Saying to you, ha ha, parents, I'm gonna murder your kids. Uh, like, so he's just basically yeah. an evil, evil demon, basically. Yeah. But- I just felt like that seemed kind of obvious to me. And then in the remake, they made it clear that that's was, that was his intentions. And knowing that Wes Craven, that was like what he also intended until he like, they were like, no, we, we can't do this. We have to do it. Child yeah, murder. Yeah. But, and mm-hmm. I think that's why the movie gets that slightly sexy feel to it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys not like? Well, not like about the movie? Was there anything? I mean, the act, the acting wasn't great. I already <laughs> said that the acting wasn't great. Um, there were. Oh my god, Rob! Mm-hmm. This acting was totally on par with Justin Long from Jeepers Creepers. Oh, how dare you! I can't believe you keep doing that. You, it's like you, you, my bringing up Human Centipede is is not as bad as you bashing Justin every episode. Dude. Oh, His you. acting might have been worse than this. I don't know. Oh, you're 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 dreaming. You're dreaming. Wait, there were some lines that I thought were so funny. Like like Nancy when she was um she was kind of in this dream state. She fell asleep in the middle of her class, and she sees her friend who was killed the night prior by Freddie. She she you know envisions her in the hallway, and she goes out to investigate, and then she bumps into the hall monitor. And the way. hall monitor is like, "Where's where's your pass?" And she goes, "Screw your pass!" And then like, <laughs> she runs past him, and I, and I thought like, "What? That is the silliest line." But at the same time, I remember being in like middle school and thinking like, you know, you couldn't ever leave your classroom. So hall monitors were pretty much it was like. We're trying to walk past a, a prison guard, you know. So to be able to say like "screw you" or "screw your past" to like that was probably kind of a big deal. So I was like on the fence about how cheesy it was and like how yeah. effective it was at the That's time. Right. There was there was one part where they're in the the classroom setting, you know, and mm-hmm. she's like doing her dream, or whatever. And then they're they're you know talking about some story or a poem or something like that. And then one of the ladies says uh, says something about grave digging, and I was like, "Oh, grave! Like grave!" You know? And so- hey, I have, I've I've had some drinks tonight, and I have not called Greg Graves yet. So I know, I know, you know. So I think, uh, do you, is, uh, is Grave going to make an appearance tonight? Does Grave have any? Oh man, I do have. He is making an appearance. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into let's get into it. Let me get a let's let's get Grave out here. So we got we're digging Grave up again, opening his casket. All right, here he comes. Here he comes. Can I talk about? Okay, okay, Grave. <laughs> All right, you're you're here now, Grave. What do you what do you got to add to this uh, this movie? 
This was a very interesting movie. If you watch it and all you do is get scared by it, I, I totally understand your uh, your opinion of it is just it's a horror slasher movie. But if you dig more into it, I thought that what this movie was more about was kind of reconciling the or bridging the world of dreams and reality where your actions take place and we have to reel and we have to live and deal with like the, the consequences of, of those actions. Mm-hmm. So I thought like the, the, the most literal representation of this theme in the movie was obviously Freddie and it's dreams of sleep versus the woken reality. You know, there are times where the, our characters or our protagonists are trying their hardest not to fall asleep and they open their eyes and they go, Oh, okay. I'm glad I didn't fall asleep, but guess what they did. And, you know, moments later, you find out that they're actually dreaming. But um, there was actually, and you know, this might be a stretch, but there was a secondary and I thought more underlying representation of this in the movie about bridging dreams and reality. And that's, and then hey, Rob, you even talked about this. You, you said that this is a very sexy movie. And I, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a sexy movie, but I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. There are like sexual elements to it. And where I thought that this theme of bridging dreams, which is like the unknown and reality, which is the known. Um, Are you talk about wet dreams? Well, it's, <laughs> that's part of it. This is what I'm talking about. It, it's to me, and, it, and this is a common theme, it, it was childhood versus adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very, that was, that popped up everywhere you looked at this movie where you know, in childhood, everything kind of seems like a dream. If you think back to your your early memories, you know, the, the possibilities were endless. You could be whoever you wanted. You could do whatever you wanted. It, you didn't really have any responsibilities. It was like, you know, the sky is the limit, right? And adulthood, where you have to deal with, you know, taking action and being responsible for things. And um, you have to more or less confront just like the cold, hard realities of life. So um, I thought this movie showed that a lot. You know, there are a bunch of scenes where, like, you know, that scene where she, Nancy is dreaming and she thinks, oh, well, now I can, um, I can catch Freddie. And she pulled his hat through. Mm-hmm. She, like, woke up and suddenly she had his, she was in that sleeping clinic and she suddenly woke yeah. up and she had his hat. And, like, that to me was, like, a representation of, like having your foot in both sides of the dream world and the reality world. And if you're talking about childhood and adulthood, it's like that sort of very precarious situation where either you're a child and you have adult-like responsibilities, which can be good and it can be adventurous, but it's also, it carries a lot of weight of responsibility. Or maybe you're on the other side where you're an adult and you have sort of a youthful energy to you and you, you want to stay innocent. Um, but that's hard because you have a lot of responsibility. So I thought this movie was like a huge representation of things that weren't real and things that were real. Um, so yeah, mm. that's about it for that, for my okay. grave diggings. Good job. Good job. Wow. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Grave. Thank you, Grave. A lot of good information there, you know. Um, I don't know how you do that. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a, he's he's Grave, you know. He he. That's all he does is sit in his coffin and ponder things. All right, get, all right. Get back in your coffin. All right, all right. Here I go. <laughs> What's that noise? I don't know. That's just <laughs> that's, you get like, like a lollipop out of your mouth or something. I don't know what's going on there. <laughs>
All right, Greg's back, everybody. Greg's back now. All right. You know, great grave made an appearance, gave mm-hmm. us some good information. Uh, but let's uh let's get to let's get to the ending of this movie. So I definitely didn't know what the fuck was going on at the end of this movie. You know, the, well, the, yeah. the, the I, will, I understood like most of it as far as her plan to grab him and pull him out and then you know he's real so they can kill him. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But then the whole part with the with the mom and then like uh, you know, the mom goes like into the bed and then the whole scene where, where she's like, you don't have power over me anymore. And then he like evaporates. I don't know what was going on there. So I, I'm also confused. I saw this ending one way every time I've ever seen it. And then doing research, finding out that that's not maybe what, it, what was meant for it to be. So when, you know, she pulls him out and kills him that seems like it. And her mom is dead, right? Like her mom died. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's daytime. It's very foggy. She wakes up. It's like a beautiful day, but it's very foggy. Her mom's alive. Her friends all pull up all of her dead friends. So I'm thinking she's dead. Mm-hmm. Like she's dead. Her, her mom's dead. Her friends are dead. She's dead. And then sure enough, she gets into the car. It immediately turns into the fucking Freddy mobile. Takes yeah. them all away. And then Freddy reaches and grabs mom. So I always saw this as um, she had died. But I started to do some research. And apparently, I don't know if any of you guys want to talk about this, but apparently uh, Wes Craven and the other producers had like very different ideas of how they wanted to end the movie. And that's why it is so ambiguous. Wait, can we back up to the, the re- my understanding of watching this movie? And, and literally, when I watched it last, yesterday, it felt like I was watching it for the first time. Okay, so there's a scene where Johnny Depp tells her, all you have to do is turn your back yeah. on the nightmare and don't give it any power. This kind of reminds me of it a little bit. You know, it's the idea of when you have a fear, it's really perpetuated by you giving into it and giving it power and being afraid of it. But the moment that you don't, that you disempower it, it suddenly has no control over you. So there's this scene where she is in her dreams and she decides that she's able to pull Freddy into the real world by holding on to him when she's woken up by like an alarm clock or some other loud noise. And it happens, right? And she's in the house. And then it's like he's chasing her around the house. Can you quickly recap that one, Laura? Oh, wait. <laughs> have fun, have fun, Laura. <laughs> Reca- recap the last thirty minutes of the movie. <laughs> so you're well, no, okay. Then I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it real quick. Yeah, yeah, you do it. She, she, she pulls him into the real world. Yeah. Thinking that okay, once I pull him into the real world, now he no longer has this mythical, nightmarish, uh, magical power of haunting yeah. people's dreams. He's in he's in my world now. Now we can arrest him. We can kill him. He's no longer a demon, so he doesn't have any power. And it seems that way. He starts chasing her around her house because unfortunately her dad didn't believe her. Her dad being the cop, so he was across the street, so he couldn't arrest freddy so freddy is running around in her house chasing after her and it seems like he doesn't have any power right he's not doing all the crazy things that he could do as a a dream being he's just literally running after 
she had set these traps where like a hammer falls from like the door frame and hits yeah. him in the gut. So he's he he's literally, from my understanding, I hope maybe you guys can agree with me. He's just a human now. Mm-hmm. He's like well, and he's susceptible to like traps for the most part. Human, but he definitely I don't think he's meant for the real world. Like he he's dead. So he yeah. should be in the dream world where he has all this power. Yeah. So in my point of view, when she brings him into the real world, he definitely has weaknesses. Yes. Yeah. Right. So then it gets to the part where the dad and a lot of his, and a few of his cohorts from the, the police precinct break through the door and they realize that Freddie had gone upstairs where unfortunately her mother is. And then when the, when he goes upstairs with Nancy, the the first thing they see is Freddie, like pulling the mother into some. I don't know. She, he burnt. He's on top of her and he's on fire and he burns her and pulls her into some kind of like other realm. So she's gone. Mm-hmm. And then isn't that the last scene that we see before the final scene? No, no, because then it's the whole thing where uh, what, what's the girl's name? Nancy, right? Nancy. Yeah. Yeah, Nancy is in the room still. Because remember, Nancy and the dad are there. Yeah, and she says, do you believe me now? And he has a face like, oh, fuck, I saw that. By the way, he didn't seem very remorseful that his ex-wife was just murdered by a nightmarish being from their past. Side note, this is also why I'm like, dude, this movie was totally set up to have Freddie being a child molester. That is clearly why her parents are divorced. Because this kid, this guy molested kids, and then they like set him on fire, and they were like, they could not be together after that because that Mm. fucks you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so many like they should have. I I know why they didn't keep it that way, but they should have because to me that is the storyline. Yeah. Well, there's the scene where she she the mother explains to Nancy who Freddie is, and she takes her down into the basement, and she pulls out of the chimney or whatever. The like furnace. The actual, the furnace, ac- Freddie's actual glove. Like, if mm. if her and a bunch of other parents killed Freddie, you know, 15 years ago, like, why would she keep his glove? I don't, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She was just weird. Yeah, she Come was on. drunk. She was drunk all the time. She had okay. vodka bottles all over the place. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean to go off track with, like, the ending. I was just trying to, like, paint a picture of what we were talking about before leading up to it so once this happens the i thought that she turned her back to freddie when he was coming after her like in the last scene yeah. and he's like oh and then she goes like she says something what did she say like you like, have no power or, yeah i'm not afraid of you and what, like johnny depp told her mm-hmm. yeah and then he just disappeared into like he was mm-hmm. a figment of imagine your imagination and i accepted that i thought this was like the movie it where yeah that he's gone. Right. And then it goes into the last scene, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So what so that's my question is like uh, if you guys know what they were wanting with this end scene, just forget about that for a second. How did you take the last scene? What was it that she died? Was it a nightmare? No, I, yeah, I, I took it as as a, it was a nightmare within a nightmare. So none of that actually happened. So like, nothing. Nothing. Happened. Well, I don't, I don't, that's one thing I was trying to look back. I'd have to rewatch it and try to see like where she actually like fell asleep. 
to be like, oh, that's when it actually started. When you know, she when she like when, a lot. I know, but I, I know, but I, I don't know if they were trying to say like she was asleep the whole time and none of it was uh, real. She was never out of the dream, or there was a certain point where it was real and then she fell asleep, and then you have the whole second half of the movie where it's all bullshit. Yeah. Dude, I did not see it that way. I I feel like she died. Really? But I think that's a very unpopular opinion. I have a note here saying, like, why is the car wearing Freddy's sweater? <laughs> like, in the end, you see all the kids who were killed all throughout the movie. They hop into this convertible, and the mom's like, all right, bye, Nancy. And they all supposedly head off to where they're about to head off to. And right before they take off the convertible, the top closes in, and it's like the it's Freddy's sweater. Also, did you notice how like it was foggy? It was like very mm. like dry ice fog. I mean, yeah. obviously it was supposed to I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was oh, wait, like, you guys yeah. not know about this whole argument over the ending? No, what is it? Oh yeah, okay. let me get into that, um, Laura. Yeah, so I've I've even though this was Rob's movie, I feel like I love this movie a lot. Laura, Laura so, stole this movie from me. I know I kind of stole it. I just feel like I I know mm-hmm. a lot of uh, fun facts. So Wes Craven actually wanted this movie to end how it ended, where she pulled him into real life, mm-hmm. she killed him by telling him he wasn't real. Her mom was dead. Her friends mm-hmm. were dead. But that was it. She won. She beat him. He's gone, and that, that was that. Sense, yeah. However, the all the other producers, whatever, wanted to open it up to sequels, and they uh. wanted to end it with no. Let's make this like a giant nightmare. So how you guys saw it, or how Rob mm-hmm. saw it, yeah. a nightmare within a nightmare. So like none of this even happened, mm-hmm. and they ended up coming to a, an agreement which left it very ambiguous, clearly, mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, she did, you know, tell him he wasn't real and, and he's gone. But then it's not that it was a dream within a dream, but then all of a sudden she gets in the car with her friends, it turns into the Freddy mobile, and then Freddy comes back and takes her mom. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, but now there's going to be a sequel. Okay, okay. Yeah, they should have just ended it with, like you said, the original ending with like her turning her back and be like, that's it. And, you know, her mom yeah. died and all her friends. And then you got a, a good like ending of a story. You don't need to worry about the right. bullshit. And yeah. then that's, a, that's a solid ending. I mean, you know, right. it, it's fine. But yeah, the whole second ending was kind of like, what the fuck is happening right here? Yeah. Yeah, they had to open it up. Yeah. yeah. You know, what really bothered me throughout the movie was this was probably intentional. The fact that nobody believed Nancy or was on her side. And like, I have all these notes like over and over again. It's, and it's, it has to do with Glenn, Johnny Depp's character. Every time he was, she was trying to count on him to like watch over her and protect her while she, no. while she slept. Yeah. He fucked up. I was yeah. like, I have these notes to say, damn Glenn, you fucked up. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, you woke up at 1140. You were supposed to meet at midnight and you fell asleep in 10 minutes. Yeah. You had one job. No. You had one job. Mm-hmm. You had one job. <laughs> Oh, another interesting thing, you know, before we kind of close up here, the actual Nancy's house, you guys can see it. It's actually in Los Angeles. What? It says the the fictional, the fictional street address of Nancy's house in the film is 1428 Elm Street. In real life, this house is a private home located in Los Angeles at 1428 North Genesee Avenue. You guys can go there and wear a hat and a sweater and be like, hey, (laughs) 
Yeah. That's definitely, but they have trees in the front, which I don't think the trees were there in the mm-hmm. movie, but that's it. And it looks just the same. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. You know, so if anybody wants to go visit the, the Nancy's house from Nightmare on Elm Street, you got to go to Los Angeles and see it. Wouldn't that suck to be like the owner of that house though? Because wouldn't you have visitors coming to parking curbside, like mm-hmm. on the yeah. daily? I feel like all pictures. they would get is phone, phone calls from people. <laughs> they get like crank calls all the time from like people trying to call them and stuff like that. <laughs> like they're Freddy. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. how did you sleep last night? You know, stuff like that, you know, really like dumb things. <laughs> well, how would they get the phone number? It's not like that you can't look at the address and see what phone number it is. I don't know. It's pretty Kruger. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they figure it out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or or I, would just, I would just go there and just like, it'd be me and Greg and we would just be skipping rope. That's it on the lawn. <laughs> Was this the first movie where, you know, we had that uh, choose your own adventure thing a, a couple of pods ago? Mm. Where there were like two girls, you said in the sandbox or whatever. Was this the mm. first movie where they had that theme of like young children skipping rope and that being like a creepy imagery? It's daylight. It's like morning when they're doing that. Mm-hmm. When Rob was like, "Hey, you guys are at this house. It's it's <laughs> fucking the middle of the night," and then in the sandbox, oh, there's like a light shining on them. It's like what? No, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys, you guys should have known better, but you guys didn't make very good choices. So you guys deserve uh, to die. Excuse me. We made every choice possible. Mm-hmm. There was no right answer. So yeah, I'm sorry. You. you guys just you guys aren't good choice makers. It's okay. No, you know, we'll see what happens next time. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. All right. Okay. Lori's angry already. All right. Let's uh, let's get to our ratings. Well, I've here. had a lot of dreams. I'm very angry. Yeah, I know. Let's, let's get to our ratings here before Laura comes through my computer screen and punches me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like like mm-hmm. Freddie. I'm like Freddie. I know. Shit. Fucking scary. I'm not gonna answer my phone. Tongue might come out of it or something. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's get to the ratings here. So I thought let's do for the ratings. Let's do uh, how many cups of coffee are you giving this movie? <laughs> you know, let's do one through five cups of coffee. All right. Well, know? Greg's the coffee king, so you go first. <laughs> oh man, this is about also also yeah. what type of coffee is in your cup? Oh shit! You're making this really complicated. Oh man! <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Greg doesn't have something interesting in his cup. That's I I think that we're talking some really like dark Colombian coffee that's going to keep you up and yeah. and not oh, wait, let me, uh, not put you to wait, sleep. Let me do it. Let me let me do a drop here. What's in the cup? <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> I'll tell you what's in the cups. It's four cups right. of like the dark oh, the wow. darkest Colombian bean coffee. From the middle Dang. of the fort, the jungle that no one has ever heard of, Dang. that when you take a sip of the grinds, you are up for five straight days. This was a terrifying movie, but yet yeah, so well done. I thought from the beginning, within the first 30 minutes, I thought there was it was kind of a masterpiece of a horror movie. I thought the camera shots, the angles, the environments were so good. I thought they had such excellent use of lighting. It always felt like just the right things to me were lit up and shadowed and colored. And, you know, whether it was them walking down the alley or, um, you know, the seeing the Nancy seeing her friend in like the body bag in the classroom and then pretty much the whole movie just transpiring in these very like intimate close quarters and in, in um, bedrooms and in, in homes. I thought it was just so well done and it, it really scared me and it definitely creeped me out as a kid. So um, mm-hmm. it gets high marks for me for originality and just 
I, I think up to this point, this is probably maybe the first movie that is like a true, true horror. So four cups of, um, you know, Colombian deep jungle coffee for me. Deep jungle. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Laura? What do you, what do you, how many cups are you given? I'm going to give it the same rating four, four. cups of Colombian. So <laughs> I try to think of what I did it up until when I watched it uh, earlier today. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And I think I probably gave it a three and a half out of five just because, um, like, like I've said, I compare this to the other classics that came out around the same time. And it Halloween is always my favorite. And this one was um, lower on the totem pole only because of like some of the unnecessary gore. And, you know, I just felt like it was kind of nasty. But rewatching it. It's it's a classic, and I completely ignore the bad acting because mm -hmm. the imagery is amazing. The scenes where people are up against the wall and the blood's coming out of the bed onto the ceiling, and um, oh my god, just the fact that he's like in your nightmares, it, which was so mm -hmm. original. Yeah, I I give this a four out of five coffee cups of like dark mm -hmm. Colombian coffee. I felt like it was just such a classic, so good. Interesting, interesting. Okay, mine's going to be a little bit uh, different than you guys. Uh, I'm going to say cup-wise, I'm going to give this a two out of five oh. cups of coffee. Damn. But But those two cups each have four shots of espresso in them. Okay. So, no, so that no. even that even... I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> so it balances out to, it balances out to about a three a three standard rating cup of coffee you know what is wrong with you <laughs> i was trying to make you confused you know mm -hmm. it's okay uh, I, I also wanted to scare you a little bit and make you be like what the fuck two cups <laughs> hey, you think jeepers creepers is better than this movie oh man no i'm not gonna say that come on you know, this is a good movie. This is a good movie. I, I would say, okay, I'll, I'll say like three and a half. I can't give it a four though. I, I can't give it a four. Rob, what would it take for you give the, for you to give this a four star or a four cups like us? What would it? What could a hit have done? Um, I know, done? I know mm -hmm. what it is. Justin Long, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> on the fact that the acting was bad and he didn't yeah. have. An actor or actress to hold on to. Oh, that's true. I didn't. I didn't oh. have somebody I liked. You know. I mean, Johnny Depp. No, not really. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that's true. Yeah, I'll say. I'll say three and a half. Three and a half. You know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Laura. Mm -hmm. No, it's okay. It, this is great. No, honestly, I think I like this movie more with age. It's weird. Like I didn't love mm -hmm. it before. It was like, ew, Freddy's nasty. But I think just now being older and seeing so many horror movies and comparing it to other horror movies, I'm like, damn, mm -hmm. this movie really like set the stage for a lot. I would yeah. agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. No, that makes sense. I mean, we all gave our, our ratings there. How many cups, what's in them, you know? Um, so that's pretty much it for this episode. You know, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we close it out? That's it. I, I think that if um, you're too, uh, scared to watch these old you know movies where you're not you're disturbed by the actual effects the ones that aren't based in cgi maybe skip it but as far as watching an iconic horror classic you cannot miss this movie i i would watch it and if you're you know older then i think you can appreciate it yeah i would say watch this one 
you'll be okay. Even if you're scared of some shit, like it's okay. You're, you're going to be okay because it's 1986. So you're, you're going to be okay watching this, but also I, I'm sticking to my, he wasn't a uh, child murderer. He was a child molester. And I think that adds to the story a little bit more. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't really want that to be the last thing we say. But... I know. I feel bad. That's how I feel. I want to say from my perspective, let me tell you guys from explaining to you that I was disturbed enough from watching certain scenes from this movie and certain snippets from some of the sequels as a seven, eight, nine-year-old kid and not ever wanting to watch it again, that watching it you know, much later, it was much more digestible and I could really appreciate what Wes Craven was doing with this. So um, if you were disturbed by it many years ago, I, I think you'd be able to get over it and, and, and enjoy it. Okay. But real quick before we go, yeah. Greg, like now think about people under the stairs. Can you see why we're like, this is crazy. You're crazy. Like that was a terrible movie compared to this. No, they're, they're totally different movies. Oh my God. God, I don't even know what to do with you right now. Yeah, well, here, here's what I, Laura, this is what you want to do with Greg. I'm so happy you created that sound drop, by the way. That's, that know, made my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's uh, let's end it there. You know, uh, you know, to, all the listeners, you guys can let us know what other topics or movies you want conjectured. You can hit us up at email, conjecturingpod at gmail. You can hit us up at Twitter, Instagram at Conjecturing Pod. Uh, so th- this has been the Conjecture, and I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Until next time, remember horror subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Peace. Bye, everyone.
talk about wet dreams? You nasty. 